I'm Romney Navarro, and this is Firestarters, a streamlined funding podcast where entrepreneurs share their stories, passions, and the formulas fueling their success. Each week, we talk to extraordinary people about what they do, why they do it, how they make a difference, and how they inspire the people around them. Now, it's time to bring the heat. I'm speaking to everybody today, not just real estate investors. If you are a business owner, bar owner, retail store owner, a real estate investor, you name it. This is very important. We're going to talk about unlimited great marketing. We're going to give you guys a lot of great information today. And today we're going to talk about one of the four main components, and that's going to be events. Stay tuned. Successful investors use leverage to get the most from their investments. Streamline Funding provides project financing for home builders and entrepreneurs all across the state of Texas. Visit streamlinefunding.com or give us a call at 512-250-8575 and speak with a Streamline representative today. We have infinite funding, resources, and expertise to help you grow your business. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit since we recorded. Uh, this is Romney Navarro, if you don't know, the host of the Firestarters podcast, sitting here with my main man, Mr. Sean Harris. Hello, hello. Sean Harris is our producer. He's always on, um, tries to bring a little humor, mostly fails. Uh, yeah, I typically fall short. Yeah. But, you know, you got to take a swing, right? Absolutely, man. And, <laughs> and you know what? I, I commend you for that, even though uh, you, you do fail time and time again. Yeah, I, I'm not afraid to fail, and I think that's one of my strengths and probably one of my greatest weaknesses. Yes, and, and you also don't stop. Uh, you, uh, you just keep going and trying and trying. That's right. Man. That's right. Well, let's, um, let's tell these guys what they're listening to. So guys, if you've never tuned into Firestarters, we're not just a couple of guys talking. We do actually have a bit of an agenda. There's a purpose for this podcast. Yes, <laughs> yes and the agenda is not so much self-serving. It's an educational agenda. Um, sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk to ourselves. <laughs> Yes. Sometimes we talk to each other and then a little bit to ourselves. Um, I don't know which is worse, but yeah. you know. But sometimes we have guests and a lot of times what we try to do is grab the essence of the guest kind of journey uh, to being a, you know, a leader in their industry. Hence the name Firestarters. These are guys that are doing it kind of for the first time and just quote unquote catching fire. These are highly entrepreneurial folks. Yes. People who do take that risk. They yep. take a swing. And uh, sometimes they fail, but oftentimes they, they do it. great. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's what we're talking about today, Absolutely. actually. So like I said, the agenda is to give you guys some content, educational content. And I'll tell you what I want to talk about today is, is really kind of near and dear to my heart for a couple of reasons. One, I run a private lending company. I, I'm not just a podcast host. Okay. I run a private lending company. I do loans, what they call hard money loans for investors across the state of Texas and moving into different national uh, territories. So I do that every single day and I've had a little bit of success. I have failed like nobody's business, but I've had a little bit of success. And those successes, I caught myself teaching people about it just the other day, a couple of months back at a, at a conference. They, they asked for some content for us to deliver some content. And I came and showed them some, some successes and it was basically marketing successes. And the reason they wanted it is because they're seeing people in our private lending space in this ecosystem, this world of private lending. These are just kind of one-off deal guys. In, in, Large part. 
You've got your companies that have figured out marketing and dialed it in. These are, these are one-off kind of just deal guys. And they're like, man, we want to, we want to help people grow their businesses. So this isn't just a, a temporary layover until there's another recession. Cause a lot of people have entered our space space between, you know, the time of the last recession and today. Mm -hmm. So I don't, we don't want it to be a temporary layover where people just come in, try to make a little money and then just abandon us. We want this to be a, a big, vibrant thing for years. Sustainable. To Correct. Yeah. And, um, and part of it is growing the business of these private lenders. So my audience, the people that I normally talk to, if you're listening today, typically the people I talk to are real estate investors, home builders, land developers, flippers, uh, wholesalers, da, 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 you, you name it, guys that are on the street doing deals. Today, I'm going to talk to somebody a little bit different, but trust me when I tell you that these things apply to everybody, not even just those people I mentioned, the real estate investors. This applies to everybody, anybody in any line of business, this applies. Now, you might need to make it your own, but what we're talking about is marketing for private lenders. If you are a private lender, how do you get people to pay attention, for Christ's sakes, right? So um, I'm excited about this. I'm also a little bit nervous because I think this could go on for a while because we could, if we start really kind of getting into the details here, we've got, we've got a lot of content. So I promise not to get too, take too deep a dive here. I promise. But I will say if we do get a little long in the tooth here, maybe we will, uh, we'll snip it and, and roll this to a two or three part series. Yep. So it's going to be fun. Sean, I said a lot of words. Do you know what we're talking about? Did you, did you comprehend any of that? <clears throat> Oh, um, were you talking to me? I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> no, the other Sean. The other Sean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Literally. There is another Sean now. Um, yeah, no, I get it, man. I get it. And, you know, that's really kind of in my wheelhouse because yeah. I have done some marketing. Oh, that's right. And some PR. And regardless of, of what you're doing in business, it all involves some form of communication and really that is that's really my professional strength i think yeah you're you are a communicator i mean it doesn't sound like it of course but you no. are a communicator i'm better yeah. on paper i'm <laughs> not as, go. as good of a verbal communicator but <laughs> words words do they matter words are hard oh my goodness <laughs> tell you what um speaking of communicating a big part of marketing is exactly that yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's all communicating in some form in or another. In some form. You know, you think about this for a second. If, if you look at the back of any bottle or, you know, box that, where, where there is an ingredients list, it always starts with the most, the, the most important, the most, um, the biggest ingredient in the, in the recipe, if you will, is first. Right. I would say communication is the first or second ingredient in just about all marketing. Sure. I mean, there's strategy is, a, is overarching everything, you know? Yeah. But, but. The communication, the tactical is, part of it involves a lot of communication. Absolutely. And if you remember, we did that episode on communication a while back, the unlock the vault part two. That's and right. we talked about all of the different forms of communication. And when you look at marketing, you know, there's verbal, there's nonverbal, there's visual communication, all of that stuff comprises, uh, you know, in, in a mark uh, executing a marketing strategy. Yep. Yeah. No, I hear you loud and clear. So guys, here's what I'm going to talk about. They, they asked me, hey, what's worked in your business? And turn that into, you know, teach these guys. And a little part of me was like, I don't, know, I don't want to show them my secret sauce. You know, that's crazy. And it, in all fairness, I didn't, I didn't have the time or space to give them everything that we're deploying, but I gave them the, the, the essentials. Yeah. So these guys asked me to give this presentation. We turned it into this thing. And this thing became four different ways to market. But what I found kind of fascinating is inside of each of these four, 
there are three, four, five different things you could do uh, to kind of differentiate yourself. Sure. So when when asked, um, what are the things that have worked for you? Like I said, I couldn't say everything because I just don't have enough time, but I can tell them the things that made the biggest impact and that are easiest to deploy. So here, here it goes. I'm going to tell you the four and then we're going to d- dive into the details. The first one is events. Super broad. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bore you with the details, but you get leads from events. Okay. The next one is customer service. Uh, that one is a question mark. People are like, what the hell are you talking about? Trust me. Customer service is marketable. Um, the next one is referrals or referral programs. Okay. This is a, you know, whether it falls into a marketing bucket is, is hard to say, but I can guarantee you it is a lead channel. So mm-hmm. I call that marketing. Sure is. Okay. And then finally, and this one was new. Uh, in fact, when we published this, this was still fairly new kind of with us, but it, we've, it's moved the needle more than I ever anticipated. And that's public relations. Okay. So Sean said he's been a part of, you know, communications, marketing, PR, public relations. You, know, you can talk a little bit about that. We're not going to get into too many of the details, but I'm talking about having other people share the news. Mm-hmm. Not, not share the, the marketing message, but share the news. The beauty comes when you could control the narrative though. Right. So we'll jump into that. Yeah. So I've got a lot to say about that. Oh so. man. I, I wish I, I wish <laughs> I'm happy. I pulled the, the rug from underneath you there. Oh man. All right. So guys, I hope you're excited. We're going to, we're going to nail this thing. Yeah. Um, you guys are going to walk out of here with some content and literally if this entire show sucks and you just grab one nugget mission accomplished. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, whatever business you're into, whether you run a podcast company, whether you run a private lending company, a real estate investment company, a retail business, yeah, anything, a, a mom and pop restaurant, yes, whatever, absolutely, do something to get the word out, to promote, to create that buzz. I'm not going to go all the way to PR first, but somebody once upon a time said, "All news is good news," you know, or something along those lines. What was the it? There's uh, no, there, I think is. There's no such thing as bad press. There's, there's no such thing as bad press. Yeah. I can't believe I missed that by that much. All, <laughs> all news is good news. <laughs> yeah. Duh. It's early. It's early in the morning. <laughs> Did she get enough sleep last night, man? <laughs> all right. That's the first episode. You need, co- yeah. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll see you back here next week. <laughs> week. Oh, my goodness. Nine minute episode. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, what is it again so that I don't uh, stumble um, over, the, over the words? No press is bad press. No press is bad press. I'm sure it's been worded a little bit different at some point, but no press is bad press. I may not even be saying it right, but yeah. it's something there's like no that. such yeah. thing as bad press. Some, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The concept is there's a little bit of news out there. There's something we we're living in a time where there's no such thing as bad press. It, it's like not it, sure if I agree with that today, I, but <laughs> but I I you know, oh boy different episode. Yeah. We'll get into that later. Yeah. There's definitely some stuff going on there. So let's start with the, with the meat and potatoes. When we started doing this thing at Streamline Funding, the company that I've mentioned that I run the the private lending company, when we relaunched our operations, because the company took a couple of, you know, we, we, we pivoted a couple of times in our 18 year history. Um, when we relaunched our lending operations back in 2009, this is kind of rounded up to 2009. I was, I was trying to figure out what the hell to do to ramp up some business. I'm not a natural marketer, so that you mm-hmm. guys know. I'm a natural salesperson, a little bit of a ops type person. Not a natural marketer, but, uh, but fascinated by marketing. The, everything about it. Everything about marketing fascinates me from the creative to the, to the analytics. And um, it was cool because I was able to kind of 
use my brain to un, you know, unlock something and kind of create a solution to a problem. And I was like, how the hell am I going to get leads that here's, here's the kicker that I want. Cause I am getting so many leads that are just plain old garbage mm-hmm. and probably the best humans that exist in the, in the entire planet, but I cannot sell them anything. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm getting the wrong leads. They're not your customers. They're not my customers. They think I do this. They th- so I know we're about to jump into events, but that's also bad marketing because the content was not good there. They, they right. did not understand what the hell we did. Shame on me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I said, all right, let me, uh, let me do that old school. I think it was called BNI, Business Networking International. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I got that. I think I just knew of a little event that happened up the street here in, in Austin on Steck and some crap. And I went to a BNI uh, thing and it was like, hi, my name is Johnny and I'm an attorney. Hi, my name is Susie and I'm an accountant. Hi, my name is, go around the horn. Hi, my name is Romney and I'm a private lender. And like six people were like, huh, what is this weird thing? Mm-hmm. So they came and talked to me and we started a conversation and, you know, it's a little bit natural to have a conversation when you like somebody. Mm-hmm. It's unnatural. And it's like, oh, dude, ugh, get out of my way. But yeah. I, I, I like these people. And um, I realized that there are people that I can talk to at events just that exist out there in the, in the universe that are going to direct, direct leads. So when I, I started attending these things, I realized, hmm, maybe there's something here. And what I realized is there absolutely is. Obviously, I, I attracted some business there. Maybe not obviously, but I attracted some business there. So then I started looking for other events, maybe more targeted events. Who, where are the people? Okay, so my clients are real estate investors. Where do they congregate? Lo and behold, maybe not in 2009, but certainly today in 2019, um, there's a lot of real estate investor type events, meetups, meetup.com in particular. And I found one and I went and went to it and I realized, man, this is great. These guys are like my target audience. I could talk to them. I could, you know, buddy it up with whatever my strategies I could do that. And it worked. And, uh, I was like, then after a couple of rounds, I did two or three events that I liked and I stayed kind of consistent there. I was like, listen, the dude that's putting this on is no better than me. No, no offense, dudes, because you guys literally launched this for us and, and, um, and we're still friends, but it's like, okay, he's, he's an average Joe. I'm an average Joe. I could do the same thing. So lo and behold, I launched my own event and I started, you know, bringing my own group of people. And then we, uh, and then it was just great. We just controlled the narrative. We controlled the content. We gave them what we wanted to give them. We got what they needed from us and we started kind of dialing it in and it led to a bunch of deal flow. So events is a huge place for deal flow. And that was really our first stab at marketing, right? Events. Absolutely, dude. And you know what I think is is really interesting about events as opposed to other forms of marketing is that it's very personal. It's face to face, you know, whereas a lot of digital marketing and and different things like that nowadays are are pretty faceless. They're they're impersonal. And you know, people try attempt to make them personal, but there's nothing more personal than getting right in front of somebody, shaking their hand, talking to them, getting to know that person, actually sure. making a connection. So events are actually very effective in just about any industry. So many layers to what you said there. I mean, there's so many layers to what you said. I'm there. pretty uh, complex. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Boy, but it's true, man. It's it, the, yeah. the handshake is sometimes might just be a, an actual lightning bolt yeah. that, you know, that's exchanged. And it's, it's so deep when, uh, when you make a connection, you, you know, the stars, the moons, everything aligns. There, there's so many, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that, like the platforms, the different platforms and the different ways to ma- attend the events. And it's, it's kind of the difference between marketing to somebody and just marketing at people, you know, 
It's, it's yeah, it's much more direct. Custom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ooh, custom marketing. I'm going to write that down. You mentioned digital. Yeah. Uh, and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on digital, but we're not going to talk about digital in terms of like the things that have worked for us. Right. It has worked for us for the record. Sure. Um, but honestly, it's 2019. That's, I, I think you guys have to have your finger on the digital pulse with or without this podcast. I'm giving you some of these yeah. kind of old schooly kind of craft tips. Right. Digital is the way we market. This is a different way to market. Yeah. Cool. So as we continue to talk about events, you know, I, when, I, when I was thinking about explaining it to the crew at this conference, I couldn't help but think there's, there are three different platforms where you can um, have an event. And, and, you know, there's, you could argue that maybe there's more, maybe there's less, and maybe I'm overcomplicating it. But the basis is basically this. One platform is other people's events. Me going to that BNI group me going to that state farm insurance guys group, so on and so forth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Me going to the American association of private lenders annual conference. Mm -hmm. That's somebody else's event. Okay. That's one. Um, the other thing is your own event. Okay. When I got not necessarily tired of it, but when I realized, Hmm, I think I could do this with little to no effort. And I launched my own event, which I called the investment real estate Roundtable. It lived strong for about eight years. It has since evolved into a little bit more of a mastermind. Um, but when at its peak, it was, you know, five, four or five markets. We, we had a couple hundred people a month, do, you know, attending these things. Mm-hmm. So the investment real estate roundtable, I, I was fortunate to attract the right people, you know, and have a captive audience to give the information I wanted to give to. Um, and there were some tricks that I don't just kind of go and sell, right? I needed to, to take something too, but um, your own event. And then finally, paid or sponsored events. Okay. So you go show up someplace, that's somebody else's event. You go put on an event, that's yours. You pay somebody, you wrote, stroke a check to promote yourself. That's a paid or sponsored event. Okay. You've all been to a trade show where you see a booth and it says XYZ company. That's a paid event. You've all been to a a conference where you see some guy on stage, you know, spreading the gospel. Odds are that's a paid event. Absolutely. Yep. So I, um, when I say that there's a lot of things inside of events, this is what I mean. You've got multiple platforms, okay? And then you've got different types. So I, I broke it down into four types. These are going to be the first four tips inside of events. The first type, very simple, kind of what this podcast is. Educational. Give them information. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and you know, when it comes to podcasts or blogs or YouTube videos, I mean, that's typically what I look for. I'm trying to learn something. Right. Yep. And so that's, that's key because people will seek you out if you have the information that they are looking for. Oh boy. The tr- truer things couldn't be said right there. I mean, you are now the, the authority. Mm-hmm. You're now the expert, you know, terms that we use quite a bit in our kind of marketing strategy. You sure. are now that person. So I, I want to just kind of cross a couple of things here. As sure. I say, educational, remember I said other people's events, your own events and paid or sponsored events. I want to let you know, look, you can be educational at all three of those, mm-hmm. all right? If you're going to somebody else's conf- uh, event, whatever it may be, you can be educational by providing content. You come in and just say a thing. Right now, I'm talking about events as if I know a lot about events. Fortunately, I do, but they don't know. You just give them the information. So educational at other people's events is by pro- through providing content. Now, if you're doing your own event, you know what you do, guys? You curate the message. Okay. You've got that, that right, that power control. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm not talking about, you know, any crazy K 
Cambridge Analytica BS. I'm talking about. I hope not. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking about just controlling the message, yeah. giving them, you know, the information that you believe they need to hear. Okay. Um, at a paid or sponsored event, and you're going to hear this as a, this is the same thing. You speak and you sell. Mm-hmm. If you, if you stroke the check for a thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars to get on a stage, mm-hmm. uh, you earn the right, my friend to grab, to, to make a call to action and to grab that lead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very different kind of circumstances and what you do at these. Okay. The first one was educational. The next one, this is probably the one that most people, certainly most people with, uh, with drinking problems like me, um, associate with, mm-hmm. and it's social, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what do you know about social? Well, what do you know about drinking problems, Sean? <laughs> Absolutely nothing, Rami. <laughs> That's not why we have 10 waters in here. <laughs> and we no longer have a beer sponsor, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So here's the thing, guys. A social event is exactly that. It's a networking event, happy hour. The social butterflies get together, congregate yeah. and do their thing. It's great. You know, in some ways, it can almost be more effective because you're not put in this environment where people are just thinking, oh, well, I'm just being sold to, I'm just being marketed to, you're actually going to make connections and there's no strings attached. It's a little more casual, Mm -hmm. you know, and people are more receptive to what you have to say because it is a more laid back environment for social events. And, but here's the thing, dude, just be honest. Um, even my personality, I mean, I have a podcast for Christ's sakes. I I have to get a little vulnerable, Mm -hmm. you know, daily or weekly. Um, or every two weeks, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) um, I have to get vulnerable. Um, but so there's a, it takes a certain type to, to excel there. So you can be an introvert and give education. You can't be an introvert and excel in a, in a, that, that high frequency, heavy dose networking. It's not necessarily tailored for you. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. There's 10 different ways to, to attend events. But the, the big one where everybody shows up is going to be the happy hour, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, the social butterflies excel there. Um, sure. The kind of the awkward personalities don't. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess you do. It's just you're, it's going to be a smaller, it's going to be a niche. You're going to have to find a niche. It's going to be the Dungeons and Dragons crew over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got me all wrong. I'm, I'm more of a Settlers of Catan type of guy. <laughs> Oh my God. Here's, here's where we get like basically undressed. I'm the guy who fakes. He knows about sports. Like, oh yeah, the, the chiefs. Oh, I don't even fake it. I, I walk just, away. I just don't like sports. Period. Walk away. Sorry. I'm a sports guy. I'm oh God, but guys, social events are very different. If you attend yeah. somebody else's social event, you know, basically what you're doing, your, your goal is to build a little bit of a community, mm-hmm. find your tribe. For sure. I mean, you're not, if you're the, if you're the cool, yeah, whatever. I, I mean, there's, it, I'm not talking about social differences. Find your tribe. Okay. If you're going to somebody else's event, um, if you're doing your own social event, now this isn't the gospel according to anybody, but this is what's worked for me. Mm-hmm. If you're putting on your own social event, you know what I've been, what I've seen to be successful is showing them appreciation, showing them a little love, whatever mm-hmm. that means to you, give them a blanket. With your logo on it. Hey, that's weird, but you know, um, whatever, whatever, show them a little bit of love. For me personally, it's kind of a, having a person, again, when, when you put on a 20, 30, 40, 50 person happy hour, Mm -hmm. you have, uh, it's a, it's a bunch of little sprint conversations. 
but it's getting deep into every one of those sprints. That's mm-hmm. my appreciation to my attendees. If yeah. I'm going to have 30 people there, I'm going to talk to each person for three minutes, but it's going to be a meaningful three minutes. Yeah. Okay. And maybe they don't, maybe they don't see that as appreciation, but it's, it's me giving there. Go ahead. And you know what I think is really important about events is to approach it. You know, yes, you're going there to make connections, to network, to, to find leads and ultimately get more business, but you should also approach it like you're going there just to make friends, Amen. you know, make connections with people. Don't, you don't want to have any expectations of other people and you don't want them to have expectations of you. Just go to meet these people, figure out what they do, talk to them, connect with them. Dude, you hit the nail on the head straight up. You hit the nail on the head. The, the one place where it's absolutely acceptable to not talk business is the social one. Yes. The other ones, it's, you know, whatever it's acceptable, but it's like, we're not, this is, this is, we're not doing the work thing. You're not introducing right. yourself as, hi, my name is Sean Harris. I'm a producer of a podcast and a copy content communications manager of, you know, whatever. Yeah. You're not doing all that at a, at a happy hour. Damn, I've got a long title. <laughs> How many words? I'm going to trim that down. Yeah. I, need, I need an editor Goodness for my title. Definitely not a good marketer. <laughs> yeah. The old keep it simple stupid is out the window with you, buddy. <laughs> no, I overcomplicate everything. <laughs> <laughs> you should see our rig in here, guys. He he is not kidding. Um. But guys, the social, you know, the social events, yeah. you do have the ability to kind of let your guard down and just be whatever it is. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think that's the coolest thing because that, that like I said, the, if you go to somebody else's, you find your tribe, you're always going to find your tribe in these things. Yeah. And that's the easiest per- people to, to converse with. And guess what? When the need comes up, you transact. Sure. Okay. So we're in a transaction-based business. Um, some people are in a long-term service-based business. There's, you know, there's different ways to, to run your business. Or, or excuse me, you know, set up your business by way of these relationships that you're building. But in my world, it's a transaction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then now if you're at a paid or sponsored event, even if it's a happy hour, paid or sponsored event, guess what you get to do? Speak and sell. Sell. Okay. Yep. I will say that there's probably of all the types of events, this is the one that you would have to kind of, hmm, I don't know, change up a little bit. It's going to have to be a little bit more natural and free flow. Sure. Okay. This is not a keynote speak when there's a thousand people drinking Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Anyway, so that's the second type of event is social. The third one, which I mentioned, um, our investment real estate roundtable has evolved into in some ways. Um, in fact, guys, if you're interested, check it out. Uh, we've got a little events tab on the website. I think it talks about the investment real estate roundtable and its evolution now, which is called the Infill Insight. Uh, little, I'm not going to get into, I'm not going to unpack that beast. Um, that's a different episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got like seven notes for different episodes. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the third event is masterminds. Yeah. Okay. What's a mastermind also it could be a little bit just abstract, but it's not, it's, it's 10, seven, five, three, four, a small group of heavy hitters, heavy hitters. Yeah. Of people who bring some type of heat, some type of fire, information, transactions, access, you name it. Yeah. These guys and gals move the needle. So that's what a mastermind is. And the mastermind I've seen, you know, you've, everybody's heard of the 80-20 rules in life. And then of course in business, you know, 20, 80, 80% of the business is done by 20% of the people. Right. Grab the 20%, put them in a mastermind. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so if you're if you're doing any business of any kind, um, your goal is to get into that twenty percent. If you're in that twenty percent, you've got access to the others. Grab them. Okay, so I want to I want to say this. 
because I, I think it's important. Um, most people, especially if you're starting a business, let me, let me back up for a second. My thing started as an event that we put on and it evolved into a mastermind. I believe the natural evolution was we needed to get into that 20%. Mm-hmm. We, couldn't, we couldn't access the masterminds because we have a great personality or you know this great wit. Mm-hmm. We needed to get into the club. So we got into the club. But here's a life hack. If you want to do a mastermind, you want to get 10 badasses in a room together or three, you could do it without necessarily being in the club. And what I've seen, if I were to start a business from scratch today, I would create a board of advisors and that's my mastermind. Hmm. Seven, three, four, give it whatever number you want, whatever number you could get, whatever disciplines you need mm-hmm. or expertises you need, put those guys in a room and watch your business grow. So mastermind is good because it not only helps your business, um, but it creates this weird little community of just, uh, I mean, kind of the special forces, but you know, elites. Sure. And, uh, uh, it sounds a little elitist to say that out loud, but the fact is that's the way businesses run. You, you need to, you need to, you're, it's a race to the 1% if you're trying to grow. Yeah. And, and you're also pulling together some of the most experienced, um, tested people who have a lot of, a lot to offer, Yeah, you know, a lot of information and, you know, so it's, uh, definitely beneficial for you to kind of pull together a group like that. You there's, know? there's a million ways to skin a cat. So if you want to start a mastermind and if you want to start a business and you want to kind of create your own personal mastermind and you're mm-hmm. going to jump off what, with a board of advisors, um, there, this is not, again, yet again, not the gospel, but this is a thought. This is a consideration. I wish I would put a number on this. Um, you know, you know the reason the, the, guys on the, the guys and girls on the Supreme Court are so mature? They, they're old. Because they're 90. They're 90, <laughs> but, but it's, they are the wise ones. Yeah. They're, they're not, there's no 20 year old on the Supreme court. That doesn't mean that there's no 20 year old, there's no wisdom at 20, but that wisdom that people get over the years, um, is invaluable. And we oftentimes miss that in our youth. Yeah. We don't see it. We don't believe it. We don't care. So if you're, if if you're a young person, I would seriously consider get you an old board, somebody who's lived it. Yeah. They don't understand the ways of the future. They're, they don't, they, they're not going to help you with your digital campaigns, but they're going to guide you advise you right the more you live the more you have to give hell yeah i mean yeah you just you kind of accumulate knowledge experience uh you've learned from making many many mistakes yeah by, dude I by mean, the time you get older think so, about that absolutely put put together a group of gray hairs and if you if you don't if what you're looking for is very tactical and then yeah you 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 get you get into the you get the right people for the job but what if you're looking for is advice kind of somebody that's been above the clouds and has kind of slowed time down, get you a couple of gray hairs. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised the direction they lead, they give you. Um, just, you know, age equals wisdom in a lot of ways. Sure does, man. So let the me- The best me, kind of wisdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, um, we're getting close, but I'm going to wrap it. Uh, I'm not going to wrap it right now. I'm going to wrap up with, the, with the, next, uh, the next one. But let me tell you what to do if you're at another person's mastermind event. Literally provide input. You are now an advisor. Mm-hmm. that's it just provide input okay it's your own event now you bring value mm-hmm. okay we are going to talk about something that is going to change the trajectory of everybody in this room's quarter everybody has to walk away with something that they didn't have before something yes. that is going to help their business if you literally walk in with a problem you may as well I mean you're never going to get that group back exactly unless you just stroke the big fat check yeah <laughs> you know but no bring something of value and, yeah. and by the way cash is value sure okay? Um, if you're going to be, 
you know, at a paid or sponsored mastermind. These are few and far between these, but, but they do exist. Speak and sell. Do it again. Do it again. If you pay, it's your obligation to you, to your family, to your business to sell. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. The last one, and then uh, we'll make it real quick, is associations. This is the fourth type of event. Absolutely. An association is um, exactly what it sounds like. We are members of the American Association of Private Lenders. Yep. Um, we are in the conversations of a couple of a couple of organizations or associations that are kind of being you know brought up right now. Um, and we're members of those, you know, organizations. So associations are real cool. Did I tell you, Romney, that I just became a member of the uh, Associated Association of Association Associates? <laughs> quadruple A? Yeah, quadruple A. And what's your title there? You're an associate? I'm an associate. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, great. I'm soon going to be a senior associate, <laughs> but- I'm pretty proud of that. All right, they, go ahead. <laughs> they've, they've got to give you a little better title there, but yeah, I, they, no, everybody's an associate of this ever. association. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so happy this is over. <laughs> God bless Sean. Where are you coming up with this shit? Well, you know, just out of my brain. I've, I've lived a lot of life and I've accumulated a lot of wisdom. Old, you see the gray hair, right? Old wise man. <laughs> well, check it out guys. Associations are huge. Absolutely. Other people's events. If you attend an association event, you have to build awareness, build awareness. You've got a message. You've got a message. Get it out there. Okay. Cause, cause guess what that thing does? It creates a little bit of a following. Mm-hmm. So now you're in the association and you've got this message that's slightly different than the other guys or this lady over here. And you get that message out there. You get a little bit of a following back to your tribe, but just at a little bit more of an organized level. You sure. get that. Um, but if you create your own event, now you are the association organizer, which Life hack, pro tip, whatever you want to call it, you can do that. You could create the American Association of Associations for Associates. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that wasn't correct, but you know what I mean? You can do that. Here's, yeah. here's the thing. If that's you though, now you've got more of a responsibility. Um, for, in order for this to work, you really have to treat it as a responsibility because it's your responsibility to influence an industry. Okay. If, if Sean were to, to launch the Texas Podcasters Association, TPA, you're going to have to develop a code of ethics. It's not just, you know, we come out here and spit fire, you know, mm-hmm. through the wire. It's not that. Yeah. You have to have a mission. You have to have yeah. ethics. You have to have, you know, establish these frameworks you're for what guiding, you're trying to achieve. You're guiding yeah. an industry. Absolutely. You absolutely are. So if it's your own association, it's your responsibility to, to influence them and influence them in the right way. And then finally, guys, if you're paying or speaking to be a part of an association or paying to, to attend, it's again, you speak. And you sell. You have the right to sell. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. You have the right to remain silent. (laughs) Same thing. You have the right to sell. So guys, those are the four ways that you can capitalize on events, educational events, social events, mastermind events, and associations. I knew we would run long. So this is going to be the first of a multi-part series. How about we end with that? Um, But I actually enjoyed it because I feel like we did some deep tissue work here. Yeah. You know, and, and ultimately folks just go out there and make connections and meet people. That's what you can do at any type of, of event like this, whether it's an association, whether it's a mastermind, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Go out and meet people. I'm going to take a picture of this and I think we're going to post it on the website. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture of my little, it's not a cheat sheet. It's a, it's a little white paper that I wrote, but the chart that tells you what to do at an education and what to do at a mastermind, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Guys, it's been a pleasure. It's been frankly, one of my favorite shows because I kind of dumped some stuff that I know and am passionate about. Yeah. Um, no offense to my guests, of course. I love you guys. 
but this is the stuff that we've been building up for years. So it's been fun. Um, Sean, it's actually always fun to have you on. I know we, we don't lie to with, me, Romney. I kid you not, my friend. <laughs> I kid you not. The, the quirky, dark, uh, often miss humor is right on point. It's exactly what I need. Perfect. Yep. You're, you're the man, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again. This has been another episode of Firestarters, and, uh, we'll talk to you soon. That's it for this week's Firestarter podcast. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Until then, I'm Romney Navarro. Always keep the flame in your heart, and I'll see you at the top.